Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with the merchant fee that fits yours. Visit www.toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. Also, if you're a non-member interested in learning more about SGI and how we can help your business grow both from the top and bottom line, while also becoming a part of the contracting industry's largest network of contractors, we're having Profit Day seminars in Winston-Salem, Colorado Springs, Dallas, Huntsville, Gainesville, and Norfolk. Give us a call at 866-299-8505 to attend to learn about all we can offer you. Uh, also, SGI members in those markets, if you'd like to come and share with everyone your experiences with the group, give us give your coach a call. We greatly appreciate your help. Today's show is a great discussion I had with Paul Bange of Paul Bange Roofing in Davie, Florida. As an added bonus, Paul's son, David Bange of David Bange Roofing, also joined me. One of Paul's suppliers shared with Paul, to their knowledge, Paul Bange Roofing is the largest service-based roofing contractor in the United States, quite possibly the largest home service contractor in South Florida. Paul Bain's roofing generated $30 million in sales in 2021 at a very strong net profit. Just as remarkable, his son David, who started David Bain's roofing not long ago, did $8 million in 2021. He, uh, of course, patterned his business by following the processes he learned working for his dad. This is truly an incredible story. As you will learn, Paul started Paul Bain's roofing at the young age of 22. Uh, for many years, he struggled like other contractors tend to do so. He was slowly going out of business, is what he said. Uh, by 2002, he found himself a million dollars in debt. It was the wake-up call he needed. In that moment of desperation, he created this model of doing business that has allowed Paul Bain's roofing to quickly dig out of that million-dollar hole and also quickly build an exceptionally large and exceptionally profitable company. Paul is full of incredible insights throughout our hour-long conversation. And when you boil down how he's become so successful, a few things stood out to me. Paul is unafraid to be the most expensive in his market, but he delivers tremendous value for that price. It's why he's always had business even being the most expensive. Uh, a part of that value is always being willing to give 100% of the customer's money back, no arguing, yet he's only had to do it a few times. Uh, Paul also treats his people exceptionally well. He realized early on that having a great workplace leaves a lasting impact. He offers tons of perks, as you'll hear. Maybe the biggest thing, Paul doesn't micromanage people. He outlines expectations, then empowers his people to do their jobs and make their own decisions. As a result, his people do great work for him. So without further ado, here's Paul Bange of Paul Bange Roofing and his son David of David Bange Roofing, both in South Florida. I hope you enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. Paul and David, thank you so much for being on the show today. Super excited to have you. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, please introduce yourselves, uh, share your name, uh, your company names, and where you guys are located. Paul, you want to leave me off? Yep. Paul at Paul Baines Roofing. Paul Baines, Paul Baines Roofing, Davie, Florida. Davie, Florida. And who's this uh, handsome guy sitting to your right? I'm David, his son. <laughs> David, his son. Now, you, David, you got, you got your own business too, right? Let's go ahead and, you know, we can promote that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my own business, David Bain Roofing. Pretty David similar. <laughs> and you guys are twenty. 
there you go. You're 20 minutes away, right? A little slightly different markets, but uh, but very similar. Mm -hmm. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Now we're we're talking today because uh, you know, Paul, you guys have been members of SGI for a super long time. You've had a lot of success. Share with everyone how uh, 2021 finished for you guys in sales. 2021, we did uh, right at 30 million. Right, at 30 million. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, of that, of that 30 million, how much of that is, you know, what, how, what kind of divisions do you break it up versus residential, commercial, repairs? Yeah. Uh, the we did. Uh, I know that we did two million in repairs. You did two million in repairs. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. what we. That's our primary focus. Right. right. That's great. That's fantastic. Now you said you talked to a, a vendor that thought maybe you guys are one of the bigger, you're one of the bigger roofers in the country, or at least in that, that part of the country. My supplier tells me that. That's great. That's great. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Um, so of, let's of, see. Of the type of roofer that I am. For the type which of roofing is that you're in. Tier two roofer. We don't work for any general contractors. You know, we work for very few. I'd say uh, industries that we have to wait for our money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we that's great. Work. We work for a few cities that know us and we know we're going to get paid, but we generally don't work for anybody where, where there's any chance of having to fight for our money. Sure, sure. Now, David, how, how big, now you've been in business, what, about five, five years, five, six years, something like that? Yes. Yeah, what did you guys end up uh, finishing out last year? Um. Well, I track I track revenue, I don't track sales at the same uh, rate. In sure. revenue, we did eight million this year. Man, that's great. That's great. And I'm sure both of you guys got the right margins, right? There's no reason to be in business if you're not making money. So it's not about anything else. Learn that right. from him. <laughs> yeah, right. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? All right. So I, I'm intrigued. You've got all you know, in in uh, you know, your your cousin uh, Steve was supposed to be on, but he he was not able to make it. But you got you know all these family members in the roofing business. How how did uh, the Bange family end up in the in the roofing trade? Paul, how, can you kind of lead me off with that? Uh, so I grew up doing sheet metal work with my father. Okay. Was next door to a roofing company. Okay. Okay. So he dies when I'm 18. Oh wow. He become friends with the the, the kid son of the roofer next door yeah and uh so that was when i was 18 but i really didn't start working with him till i was 21. okay within a year i i learned the trade and started working for myself so by the time i was 22 i was working for myself oh wow so that that young 22 years old you decided to go venture out on your own now yeah. have you always been in the same market or or did you move to south florida later no i was born and raised here Born and raised here. Okay, very yep. good. Now, how did the company take off? So, what year? So that was what 30, 30 years or so ago that you started out. How right. did the how did the company grow? Were you always making money, or was it uh, ups and downs based on the weather, or what we do you remember? To, we used to be what I say, uh, just like every other roofer, slowly yeah. going out of business, <laughs> sell a big job, and pay our bills. Yeah, yeah. That's how we were for the first fifteen years. Okay. And then in 2002, yeah, I, I was in a lot of trouble. Uh, I didn't know, you know, I I had a I had a motocross habit with my son. Mm -hmm. So I would come home on the weekend, and we would we would sell, you know, five six thousand repairs and do them, and then we'd travel again. Yeah. 
I realized how bad my company was doing. So I, I decided when I came home, uh, uh, I need to transform the entire company to do this. Yeah. So yeah. I was a, I was a million dollars in debt and I, and I paid that off in eight months. Holy cow. And then 10 months after that, everybody in the company had a new truck. Uh. What? So over eight months, you were able to pay off a million dollars just because you got focused. That's right. What? Um, so that takes obviously a lot of training, right? To, to get well, to other people. The, hard, the hardest part was convincing my staff mm -hmm. to sell a repair instead of a re-roof. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And so obviously I had to uh, triple the commission on it. Yeah. Okay. And that to, helps. To give convince them that every repair they sold, they would make five hundred dollars. Yeah. Instead of a couple a hundred bucks or something like that, the way it was. And so if they just would sell two repairs a week, they'd make an extra thousand dollars a week. Uh, and we would sell the job, do it that week, and they get paid that week. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of selling a roof and we gotta wait for the progress of it to happen, and they might finish that job a month or two from now. Right. See? And and, and, and it took a lot of convincing. Sure. Did so I brought, uh I brought my did, top sales guy to my house and we sat on my back porch for about six hours. Oh, okay. All right. So that was it. It's hard to convince somebody to sell repairs. Yeah. You know, but by getting your top sales guy on board, it got your other the rest of the team on board. If they saw he was doing it and selling it, I like yeah. it. So then things started changing. So yeah. then I, I would change things every single day, the more successful we got. Okay, we're mm -hmm. doing it this way now. And and I got my, my staff used to change because everybody resists change. Sure. Now it, it, we were successful at every little piece of that because of the repairs. Yeah. They embraced it just like I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so I mean, you're you're get you tripled, you know. At the, time, at the same time, I had joined RSI. Okay, I, I was going to get into that eventually. That was 2007, but I think. Yeah. Those changes that you know, we started believing like RSI believes. Yeah. You know, we should yeah. be 20, 30 percent higher than my competitors, and blah 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 blah. Right. And, and and we did it. So we became, you know, what's known as the highest priced roofer in town. Yeah. But we have all the work. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. Value, it's value. Well, for us, the repairs paid my bills. Sure. So sure. now, I, all the money I make on the re-roofs is money I'm not making. Yeah. So when, when we go to sell a job, we're like a peacock. <laughs> I don't need your re-roof. Right. I'd like to do it, and if they ask us, can we come down and meet the other guy's price, we would say no. Right. Right. And we would still get the job. For sure. For sure. The repairs and we're making money and we're paying our bills. I never have to say, "Hey, hurry up and finish that job so I can make payroll up front." Right. And I never have to come down on the price. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how much work you would get by not lowering your price. Right. And and yeah, and the money that you were met, you said you tripled everyone's what they were making on repairs to get them to buy in. Right. You had to sweeten the pot, yeah, but you're you're mark. I was paying them the same commission on re-roofs as I was repairs. Mm -hmm. so why would you sell a repair? But uh, yeah, right. But the mar but the margins still work with repairs. That's what I think everyone but forgets. The, the margins are great on repairs. You got to put the pressure on them to make the money. They got to sure. earn the money. They got to get the right amount of money for it. The, the, 
because my guys had never sold repairs, they didn't have any bad habits. Right. Oh, that's a good okay. point. Yeah. They didn't have any bad habits. Yeah. Now, where so, where did where did you learn this idea? Because I, I tell you, I've been I've been around roofers a long time, I, and everyone does chase the replacement, right? The big dollar, well, at I least the top. It. Yeah, where did it come from? I learned it out of desperation. Uh huh. Because I we were racing motocross, I wasn't paying attention. We owed a lot of money. I didn't tell you this part. My wife got breast cancer at the same time, mm-hmm. so I was desperate. So if yeah. I and I'm paying for my motocross habit by doing repairs. Yeah, but you figured out though that repairs there there was it, money there. So a lot of guys don't figure that out until they join us or or something. They hit I don't know how many guys it. I can tell them my exact formula. Yeah, and unless they buy into it like the Bible, yeah, it ain't gonna work for them. Right. You can't leave a piece out. Mm-hmm. You can't lower the price some. You can't be afraid. Right. Yeah. yeah. The confidence is all there. Let, let me ask, you know, again, this is, this is, uh, this gets distributed. If somebody, oh, go ahead, Paul. For, if somebody calls you for a new roof and it's $30,000 and you tell them I can repair your roof, you could probably get another eight years out of it and it's going to be 3,500 bucks. It's a lot easier to bite. Right? Put that money yeah. in the bank. And then if they get another leak in a couple of years, they call you. Or when they're ready for a new roof, they call you. Right? They become your customer. Then you right. sign up for overhead care and things like that. Sure, sure. Now, uh, where I was going to say is, you know, again, this is distributed. Anyone who wants this. But so I, I frame that as to ask this. You, would you mind kind of walking people through how your process of selling repairs and I mean, obviously the price difference you said right there, right? That That's appealing. If you say you can get eight years out of a roof, that's great. But in terms of warranties or guarantees and how you get people to maybe rethink the idea of, of you know, I just got to get a new roof right away. How, like, how do you walk people and educate people on that? Tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. Tell them the truth. We're going we're gonna to do a certain size of the repair. It's going to cost you this. If it leaks outside of that repair area, it'll be more money. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, you put a new roof in that area. We don't patch roofs. So we right. get enough money to do it right. Right. Okay? We just don't look at it and say, oh, we need to put some tar here and then try to steal their money, which most roofers do. Or I don't want to say that, but a lot of roofers. <laughs> sure. But uh, we put a new roof in that area. Mm-hmm. So suppose I'm selling somebody a repair and it's I give them a one-year warranty. Mm-hmm. Say to me, can you give me more warranty? Oh, can you do it for two years or three years? I tell them, put whatever you want. Mm. Put 30 years if you want. Wow. Because I'm okay. going to roof in that area. It's going to have mm. last year roof. Mm. And the, that biggest, makes- the biggest selling point is if, if they have amnesia, like say it leaks again. That's the real yeah. reason most roofers don't do repairs. Mm-hmm. It's because a certain percentage of them depending on the quality of your men, are going to leak again on the very next rain. Right. Okay? So now sure. it all matters how you sold it. But in the odd, say you have a customer who has amnesia and expects you to guarantee that. It's getting mm. their money back. Hmm. You don't fight over money. Right. And they always say, go ahead and fix it. Hmm. They realize you're not going to fight over the money. They really just want the roof fixed. Right. Right. Have amnesia, you give their money back. So I think right. that maybe, and I guess I started doing it this way in 2002. So mm-hmm. maybe I'd give it 
two or three checks back in that amount of time. Is that right? So you guys are doing great work. I mean, that's when it comes down to it. You're doing great work. Yeah. Yeah. But and, even, and if you have a service call, even if it leaks again, it becomes another estimate. Right. You go out and give a price. To, when they call you, you just say, I hope it's in our area. Then you don't have to pay. Yeah. You've already sold them. And if it leaks again, we're going to have to charge you. Yeah. Maybe uh, talk about... Um, it's far-fetched. And some people say, oh... Oh, we can't get that much in our area. <laughs> we can't. Right. We, our, our customers won't buy. I hear it all over the country, okay? Sure. Let me be a roofer in your town. I'll bet you I get the money. <laughs> That's funny. So so maybe walk walk me through, walk us through how you guys make the repair different versus other guys. Are, are other roofers just kind of sloppily plugging it up type thing? Are you guys pull, pulling all the way back and reconstructing that whole part of the roof? or? What's tear everything out. We tear everything out. Yeah. Obviously, we always specify a size. Mm. And if we have to go further while we're in there, of course we do it. We want yeah. to solve the problem. We don't sure. want to call us back. Yeah. Um, but we quarantine that repair so the other roof can't leak into it. Okay. So we, we hold the repair back of two or three inches and we seal the tar down to the wood deck. Okay. So it's impossible for their older roof to leak into our repair area. Oh, okay. Explain that to them when we sell them the job. Sure, sure. That's why we can say, you, you want 30 years? Right. It's, it's going to bust your roof. Right. Okay. Sure. But yeah. we warranty for one year and we don't have a problem. Right. Now, do you guys do, uh, you know, like we, we've always talked, train people, do a safe, like a, a roof inspection. Do you guys do a complete roof inspection when you're called out there and kind of write it up and say, well, you know, this is where the leak was, but, you know, X, Y, and Z, these, these are other areas of concern. Is that part of it as well? We do all the maintenance on their entire roof while we're up there for free. Oh, wow. Okay. But we get great money for the repair. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We don't do repairs for $1,200. Right. Okay. That's a lot of money for most yeah. roofs. They think they did something. Hmm. If they sell a repair for $1,200, they didn't do nothing but pay all their costs. By the time mm -hmm. they pay for the truck and the men and the time and the day, and if they got to go back again or they forgot something, they got to go to the Home Depot and get it or back to the shop. You can't make no money at $1,200, but they came up as a roofer or they used to work for a company that sold them that cheap. So they can't get any more money than that mentally. They right. don't think they deserve it, so they don't ask sure. for it. Sure. But you're, you're here to make money. Right. You should, you should so, pay for it. If you're doing it for zero, you're doing it for zero. Yeah. Who cares if it's worth twelve hundred dollars? It's not. Sure. Right. So that's a big value added to say, hey, we noticed these few other other things, and we just went ahead and you know we took care of them for you while we were up here. That's kind of how you that's present right. it. Seal around that's all cool. the penetrations, any little blemishes you see. Obviously, right. you want to sell value. You do want to do the right thing by them. Sure. You sure. Want, you do want to make the roof last longer. Right. As long as they know you're in their corner, if they're not happy, you'll give them their money back. What do they got to lose? Sure. Now, do you explain that you guys go that far above and beyond as you give them the, the, the price of this repair? Or is that one of those things that as the work's being done, you say, hey, uh, Mr. Jones, while we were up here, we noticed this and took care of that for you, you know, that kind of thing. We tell them all that up front. All of it up front. Mm -hmm. All of it. That's great. Now, and if, uh, I, you know, if a customer call me yeah. and they, they say some odd things to me, like, well, he never said that to me. Hmm. 
I know these guys and I know what they tell every customer and I know what we train on every day. Sure. So a customer that gets like that, well, I'll just give you your money back. Right. Oh, just... I don't want my money back. Hmm. But you've got to be willing to do that. Yeah. But if you're a small roofer and, and you're just doing re-roofs and you're barely paying your bills, you're scared to death to say that. Sure. Yep. But if you're doing a fair amount of repairs and turning your re-roofs into repairs, you're making so much money, you don't you don't want to be bothered with it. Get rid of it. Right. Give me your money. I'll go to sleep tonight. Don't yeah. worry about my tomorrow. Sure. I'm not gonna sure. Anyway. So when someone calls and say, Oh, I got a roof leak and it's you should have fixed that, you go, you go, hey, we'll happily give your money back. They say, No, 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 I just want it fixed. You come back out and you notice it's really not what you did. It's it's a, another 10 feet over, right? It's not the same thing. So how do you kind of prove that it's not it? Are you taking pictures? You get in the attic and taking video? How do you prove that, hey, Mr. We Jones, provide, this is We provide them with pictures before, during, and after. Okay. Very good. Excellent. And just so keep it in their file. Typically, when you tear the roof out, there's water stain. Mm -hmm. Make sure you tear out all the way around the water stain. Mm -hmm. But like you just said, it could be leaking over here too. Sure. It's all one because it hits the ceiling and runs to a certain spot. Well, I tell them right off the bat, I don't own the house. Just trying to help you. Right, sure. <laughs> you want your money back, I'll be happy to give it to you. Yeah, right. But that's only happened three times. Well, believe how many of them people roll over. Yeah. And say, yes, please fix it. And then, yeah. we'll yeah. then, we'll, then we tell them up front, we'll just charge you time and material. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Well, I, I think with most homeowners now, and I see it even more now, given what's going on. They're just happy to have someone good show up, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've called somebody at my house, no SGI members, and where I'm at, you know, there's one or two that I use, but other trades that I'll, I'll you know, book an appointment, and go, where, where, where are they? You know, they, you know, they don't show up. So I think people are just want, they want their time respected, right? And they want something done, and they see that you showed up. So to me, it was like if someone's going to show up and fix something that I perceive as a mistake. That's a lot of that. That means a lot to me. That means I can count on you. I think that's there's probably some something to that as well. We train our guys what we learn from RSI. You mm -hmm. tell somebody between one and two, you mm -hmm. better be there at ten to one. Right. <laughs> because at one, they're looking out the window and you're late. Right. Even though you're between one and two. Right. Right. So, but you can tell them that. But really, you need to be there at quarter to one, or at least call them. And and we never give people a time. Right. Like on the way there, we'll call them and say, I'm here and I'm on my way to you. Don't ever sure. say I'll be there in 15 minutes. Right. And then when you're oh, sure. minutes, they're mad at you. Sure. hundred percent. I'm down the road. I'm at, you know, a certain location and I'm on my way to you. Right. Uh, a big, a big part of what we always talk, you know, teach people in, in all the trades is, is delivering options. So is it pretty much then you guys are always just offering two options. It's a repair option and a replacement option or, are there additional, you know, you tie gutters in or, or how many options will you give a homeowner at any one point? Does this depend? We will give them, our options are tiles, shingles, um, metal, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, we don't do gutters. Okay, yeah. Because there's, there's, there's men driving around with gutter trucks all over the place uh, and they're <laughs> willing to work for $200 for the day. Sure. You know, and I'm going to charge somebody $1,500 to do their gutters. Right. You know? You're right. So I'll give them a person, a gutter person's name. Okay. You know, I tried the gutter business. I went into the gutter business for a while. Sure. Just 
I need to stick with what I know. For sure, for sure. That's interesting. Um, so really, that, then it's two options, a replacement option and a, and, and a repair option all the time. Okay, very good. So obviously, you have to keep men working for you that do repairs. Right. Okay, so that's kind of the sticky part because most of the roofs now are done by subcontractors. Yeah, I was Sub going to ask you about that at some point. Yeah. How do you how do you fight that? Well, what I do is my my repair guys. If I don't have work for them that day, yeah, to do repairs when it's slow, hasn't rained or whatever, they're a super. They go be a supervisor on that job. Mm -hmm. They're you oh, know, that's, that's what they'll do. Okay, that's great. Okay, they're not they're not there to tell them what to do, but they're there to make sure they do it right. Sure, and I mean those guys know that's for sure. Um, so, the repair business fluctuates with the rainy season. Right, that makes sense. You, need to get, you guys get a bit of fair of that, a bit of rain down there. Rains every day in the summer. Yeah. Every day. Um, now you mentioned, uh, I wanna keep talking about your repair crews and all that, cause that's, that's always interesting. Before I do, you mentioned the club membership, overhead care club, is that what you guys call it? Yeah, overhead care club. It, do you sell that as more of a discount thing on your repair or is it a value added item? Do you offer it on every, you know, on every repair and replacement or how do you, how do you manage it? We only sell it with every replacement. Okay. You sell it with every replacement? Yes. Okay. You do, but you do not sell it with your, with your repairs. No. Okay. All right. If they have a, yeah. If they have a new roof and somebody else did it, maybe. Yeah. But okay. I, I sell it with a replacement. We all, okay. you know, we advertise that we give a lifetime warranty. Mm, okay. Oh, very good. People very shake good. Yeah, so they don't even, they can't even comprehend it. <laughs> sure, sure. That's my competitors. They can't even right. comprehend it. Right. They think you're crazy. So we typically, <laughs> we typically give a five-year warranty on okay. their roof. They join the overhead here. It's a lifetime warranty. Okay. As long as they pay it. Right. As long as they're a member. Yeah, 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 excellent. Um, so let's talk about how, how many people do you have is is your is repair technicians? I'm assuming that's what you call them. I'm not sure what you call them, but but you know, how many guys do you have doing repairs? Are they teams of two, or how do you approach that? So they're teams of two. Mm -hmm. The goal is 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 for that team to profit the company two thousand dollars a day. Okay. Okay. So if you times that by six of those crews going out a day. Mm -hmm. It's a quarter million dollars a month profit. That, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> so that's why I say that's what pays my bills. Right. I never have to worry about payroll or any anything. Sure. Sorry. Now, uh, those and those are not subs. Those are Paul Bain's employees. Those are, those are guys that are left over from when they used to work on the roof with me. Oh, okay. Those right. are guys that tear off every day, and mm. they're just happy to do a repair. Yeah. So you get the money for the repair, right? Yeah. You don't care how long they're there. Right. You don't ever say, here, go finish this one and do this one. You say, take your time, right. do it right, and then come in. Now, do they sell the repairs themselves, or do you have like a, a salesperson come out and sell the repair, and then they get they get booked on that job? How do you guys approach salesperson. that? Salesperson only. Salesperson only. Okay. So those guys are just craftsmen. They're out there to do the, the best job that you've taught them to do. That's right. And they That's know great. the pictures and all of that for the customer. Mm -hmm. 
How uh, how long are those all all those guys? We what you said six crews, so twelve guys. Have they been with you all 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 a long time, or have you had some had yes, a race? Them? Okay, most of them. that's great. Yeah. Um, do and, and they can do everything, or do you have some guys that are better at uh, at tile? Yeah. yeah, some guys are better than others. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's part part some of the. Better, some guys are better carpenters than others. If it's got a lot of carpentry work involved, you yeah. want your best carpenter to go. Sure. Some guys are better at shingle repairs, and some guys are better at tile. Sure. Who uh, who does it? Just the manager of that department that decides who goes on what and dispatches them accordingly. Okay. Yeah, he decides who gets what. Very good. You know, now, I have a oh, crew I'm... that's very good at hard jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, a two-day job for my regular crew, he'll do it in one day. Mm, yeah. It does great work. Yeah. So those difficult jobs, we give them to him. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes I pay him more than I pay them. Well, he earns it, you know, right? You're better at something, you get paid more. That's America. Support for this podcast comes from Staples. Stocking your office shouldn't be difficult. Multiple vendors with separate invoices can create more work than you realize. Staples aims to be your one source for everything your business needs. As an SGI member, you'll receive access to staplesadvantage.com. 3,000 aggressively priced items, up to 30% off list price on the products you use most. Dedicated account management and award-winning customer service free next business day delivery on orders over $50, plus a generous rebate. Use staplesadvantage.com and order today. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Paul Bange of Paul Bange Roofing and his son, David, of David Bange Roofing in South Florida. So far, we've learned a lot, including how Paul got into the trade and how Paul Bange Roofing approaches repairs. Uh, in the second half of this interview, Paul will go further in depth about how he's been able to find manpower to accommodate this growth and how Paul Bain's Roofing's roof replacements are a cut above the rest. Uh, also, how Paul makes Paul Bain's Roofing a great place to work and so much more. I also promise we'll hear from David about his journey into entrepreneurship. So let's jump back into my conversation with Paul Bain's of Paul Bain's Roofing and his son, David, of David Bain's Roofing in South Florida. Should one or two of those guys have, have gone over there, how do you train someone up to be that master craftsman? Do you pull someone out, you know, from a, a, a replacement crew that that shows a lot of technical ability and you train them up or how do you, you know or have you just never had to really worry about that well most most of these guys used to work with me on the roof and yeah i i came up through the union okay. so i actually went through a three-year apprenticeship program mm. uh, of roofing and then i taught that same class for 10 years mm -hmm. so i i know the detail works uh, uh, of roofing a lot more than most people. Sure. A lot more than sure. contractors. Because I, I so, you know, we sat at the desk every night after work or two nights a week for three years. No, yeah. Sure. Because when I decided you, that's what I'm going to do the rest of my life, that's yeah. when I joined the union. Okay. Because I, I had heard about this apprenticeship school. Yeah. So. Very good. Did uh, do you guys do a lot of technical technical training at at the shop now in terms of, you know, maybe teaching younger guys how to eventually replace those guys, or as you continue to to grow, so that they're they're technically as as strong as the guys that you have in that place, or how how do you manage that? As far as the training goes, I just my helpers will I'll put them with a good roofer. Okay. And some make it, most don't. Sure. 
that's I hear that a lot. I mean, I had a buddy that worked a summer in uh, roofing, and he, he quickly went back to college. He said I he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. That's it's a lot of heat and a lot of, a lot of sunshine. I I respect Some that. people just they just like that role of being the helper. They don't yeah. want to they don't want to make thirty dollars an hour. They want to make twelve. Hmm. I don't know if it's that the case, but they just don't. Sure. I don't know. So sure, sure. It's you need helpers too. So you need a good roofer and you need a good helper. Right. So if they're happy in that role, that's if they want to advance and get their own truck, I'd be happy to do it. Do you do you get that much? I mean, have you had a lot of helpers graduate over the over time, or is it just really? I would say about a good half of them. Oh, that's good. Half okay. That I have now started out as a helper. Okay. Do you, do you know of helpers that you? The other half started out as roofers. Okay. Okay. How do you uh? Or well, let's let's backtrack. Of the, of the helpers you got now, do you see some that have that potential as you guys continue to grow? Yeah, that's great. That's, that's now of the of the roofers, you, now do you use sub crews or do you have do your roof replacements or how do you guys approach that? I use sub crews, but I put a supervisor on every job. Okay. Now, do supervisors at some point potentially become a a repair technician, or is that just primarily, hey, they're they're a supervisor and, and maybe they, you know, that's their role. Maybe some go to sales, or how does that that role typically? Typically, remain? a supervisor will graduate to sales. Okay. If he has the desire. Sure. Sure. He bugs me enough. <laughs> well, that's a good salesperson, right? They got to bug him enough. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he he's usually a good supervisor. Right. So I so I tell my supervisors they have two jobs. Mm -hmm. One, to make sure they put enough tar under the flashing, okay. under the returns. Then two, play on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. So that's just number that's one. All. Just got to get that right. What you do, yeah. you make sure they do the detail work right. Sure. That's your job. Yeah. I don't care what you do in between that. Sure, sure. If the, customer, the homeowner walks out and you want to shake their hand and be nice to them, that's all good. Right. But you can make sure they put the, the roofing cement where it belongs. Yeah. So we, we do a little more. Uh, we do a little extra than it, that. It's code here. Okay. So typically my subs don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah. So because they they know they know what the code is. Yeah. But I'm making them do a little more. Sure. So that's my supervisor's job. So I have to get an extra two hundred fifty dollars per job okay. to be able to afford a supervisor on a job, right? Right. I think I, I can do that. I think I can achieve that. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask if there's a threshold with which you don't send a supervisor. But it sounds like most of your repairs are large enough, and you price them in a certain capacity that they always have a supervisor. Yes. Okay, good, okay. good stuff. Um, and I, have I, I also have supervisors that travel. One guy's in charge of all the repair crews, and another guy's in charge of all the reverse that are going on. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk real quick, re-roofs. How many crews do you have working for you at any one time? We have the ability to do, we have the ability to do five to seven houses a day. Okay. You typically so, do three to five. Okay. Day. That's a lot of crews. Um, are most of them been with you a long time or, or just, uh, over periods of time they've come and gone or. I have some really, really, really good crews. Yeah. A lot of work. I have to try out some new crews. Sure. It's Sure. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you just keep your your ear in the grindstone and trying to find find crews or is I it just? I go to my supplier. Yeah. 
hey, hey I, I got a lot of shingle work. I need, I need another shingle layer. Yeah, yeah. You know? And as long as I'm loyal to that supplier, he'll do everything he can to help me. Uh, yep, yeah, makes sense. He's not, yeah, if you're not moving stuff, he's not moving stuff. Well, I don't beat my suppliers up and compete them against each other. Yep. Yeah. Of right. course, I try to get good pricing. Sure. But I stick with one main supplier. Yeah, I like that. I like and that. And anything hey. I need, it works for me. Sure. David, I, I apologize. I know you're sitting there probably taking a nap, but but thank you for your patience. This is Sunday dinner. <laughs> I have a feeling you're used to hearing your dad talk. That's okay. I, I, this is good. It's been fun. So, David, you you obviously grew up in the, in the business, right? So, this has been your whole life. Yes. Very good. Now, how did you start? Was it starting in what summers in school? You were working around the shop, or yeah, share us some, what's your experience? Summers in school. Summers yeah. in school. Okay. And then, uh, what when you graduated? What high school? Did you, did you come to work for Paul Bain? Yes. Well, okay. I went to college. And then I called him one day and said, "Hey, I think I'm ready to make money." He's like, well, I, was <laughs> "I was letting you have fun at college." And I'm like, "Okay, let's go." And I yeah. Was, yeah. Truth yeah. is, he went to college to play football. Oh, that's fun. Where'd you go? Uh, Iowa University. Oh, is there? Oh, very cool. Yep. Well, you know, college is fun, but being broke isn't. So I I respect that. Yeah. So. I wouldn't have guessed with that nice tan you spent any time in Iowa, but uh, no, I guess it was a while ago. It's been a long time. Sure, sure. So um, when you come back to the business, how did you start out? Did uh, what? What you know? Were you doing repairs? Were you doing the the rerooms? Yeah. Were you selling? So I did a lot of repairs and stuff like that when I was, um, you know, in high school and and stuff like that on the summers. And then when I came back, I was back doing that, and then. I started doing supervisors for for the jobs. I started handling the inspections and stuff like that when we were doing. I don't know how many. We were doing like two to three jobs a day back then. Sure. Something like that, I think yeah. yeah. So I was managing those jobs and then um, and then I went and did sales. Right. And then did, when I was were you crown were you were you crown champion at some point? No. 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 Okay. Okay. No. I did I sales for about almost a year and then okay. i started getting my contracting license at that point. Oh, okay all right so i apologize i know when you guys come to the expo the galas there's a whole host of you so i oh, yeah. get a, <laughs> get, a, get a little confused i was at the galas i was there uh, yeah that's cool that's great kind of, to tell you the truth i was i was touching every base of the company yeah for sure i worked in every division of the business and, and now, i wanted to work for myself yeah, I was going to say, now, before I hit record on this, you know, I, I was playing along. You know, we were just kidding around. I said, you know, I don't, I know a lot of families that splinter off and different businesses, and you guys still talk to each other. And that's, that's pretty remarkable because typically that's not how it works. So, but you, Paul, you wanted him to work for himself. That's great. I wanted him to learn things I can't teach him. Yeah. That's, I mean, how many times the sons take over the father's business and then goes in the toilet? Right. Right. So I don't want that to happen. Sure. You know, I didn't believe he. I didn't know he'd be so successful as he is now. He doesn't need. Right. He doesn't need my guys company. Talk, I was gonna say, do you guys talk? Do you still talk much business, or is it just mostly father son stuff at this point? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit. Of both. A little bit of both. It's part of it's part of life, right? He does things different than I do. He's more technically savvy. Okay. So there's a you know like this what we're doing today. This is normal for him. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I don't normally do this. 
Yeah. 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 No, that's right. that's that's right. So yeah. So so they, how did you how did you? He runs his company in his socks. Is what I try to. That's what I say. To <laughs> so this so, is dressing up right now. So he's right, got pants on I, and a collared shirt. I not boxers. I run on on every one of my jobs. Is that right? Is that what you you you, you still I love going out there and? I don't have a schedule, and I just go check my jobs. Sometimes you, I get out of the truck. Sometimes I don't. Okay. Now, do you, will you talk to homeowners and stuff? Do you still like to do yeah. that? Hey, I'm Paul Baines kind of thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And you're the guy on TV too, right? Because I saw some commercials on YouTube. So it's got to be real. So yeah, that you're the, they ask you to sign anything, sign a shingle or something or. And, uh, some people want to take their picture with me. Is that you right? Know, <laughs> camera. Take our picture. I've had that happen. That's funny. But that's true. The biggest thing I'm available to do is if a customer calls with a complaint, and they want to yeah. talk to Paul. My staff is instructed to give my phone number right away. Yeah, oh, suppose they're mad at me and they write me a bad letter. I don't need to take over what we're talking about here, but but yeah. I don't even read it. Yeah. Call them up no. and say I'm on my way. If they want to gab at me on the phone, I say, listen, I'm on my way. Sure. I love that. That's they exaggerate over the phone. They exaggerate in their letter. <laughs> so I'm free to do that. So I yeah. put the fires out before they start. Right. Well, yeah, you put them on their heels. You give them their money back. What are they going to be upset about, right? That's kind of, I, I don't look care at. if it's a re-roof. I give them their money back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's standing by your word. Again, I think that that's uh, people people shut up real fast if you say you're going to give them twenty thousand dollars back. I wrote a check for twenty grand before. Yeah. Hey. yeah. But you yeah, know you what? Want to know you want to know what the guy said on the way out the door? What's that? Make sure you for those tile. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me. Oh boy! Fire could put a lien on him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, people. Well, well, real quick, jump back, David. So you launched your business, you know, just by yourself, or uh, I mean, how how did that go? With five, six years ago, to eight million dollars is pretty remarkable. Um, were, I mean, were you just knocking on doors, or how did how did you get going? Were you hiring people right away, or so, I mean, to launch a business and to do that well that fast is remarkable. Yeah, I started with my best friend, my partner. Um, okay. So started with him. He was a roofer that I grew up with. His dad uh -huh. and my been friends forever. So that's cool. We we started together. Yeah, that's great. Got a company. Okay. And you got work for my dad as well. Okay. So we worked together. Okay. And you guys were you were selling repairs, replacements, just kind of like how you learned under your dad, and then found I good crews and. And he was going out doing. He's a, yeah. lot, a lot more like my dad in the sense of like being out on the job. So he's out at the jobs while I'm in the office wow. doing operations and and processes and trying to constantly perfect the process side of the business. That's fantastic. How how quickly did it scale up? I mean, has it just been steady? You know, what, a million, two million dollars a year? Yeah, we did. We did just under a million our first year. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, we were we were doing re-roofs. We were. Just learn the same model from what my dad did. We grew up in it, both of sure. us. His dad was a roofer. His dad and my dad went to school together when they were little. So literally, we've known each other our whole lives. Oh, so that's neat. It's the only thing we've ever done is roofing. Yeah. So it was not like we Good. just started a roofing company without understanding a a great model to mimic. I mean, that that makes it a lot easier. I was going to say, there's a lot of people that do a roof in their whole life and haven't don't have two nickels to rub together. So give yourself yeah. more credit than that. It's not just uh, it's not just you know there's something more to it than that. 
Um, I'm fascinated by by both of you. You know, you've got fast growing businesses. It takes a lot of manpower to run. That's the biggest issue in the industry today, right? So, how are each of you know each of you finding people? Whether it's salespeople or, you know, David, you've had to find repair techs, right, or people to to, to grow up to handle that. I know Paul, you've said a lot of yours or have been with you a long time, or they've grown up right in the system. But where are you finding good people at? You know, to fill any of these roles? Are, do you have any? Is this word of mouth or? Do you have any any uh, secrets to, to your success in that? I have a few secrets. I'll tell them to you. All right. You pay them five dollars more, and then they can get anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Is it easier for you to get a little more money for the job and then give it to them? Sure. I also uh, everybody that works inside of my office. I probably got I don't know 15 people or 20 people. They all get they all I, they all get free gas. Oh wow. Okay. Okay, so they get to take yeah. gas a week. Yeah. That's... If you work in the office. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, it stops them from asking me for it. Sure. And nobody else is going to do that for them. No, that's pretty nice. I've not heard that. I don't know from anybody. If their car breaks down or their wife's car breaks down, bring it in the shop. My mechanical fix it. Oh, wow. That's nice. I don't want you to not, you can't come to work because your wife took your car, your vehicle. Right. And she needs to do alternator, and you want to pay me for the alternator, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I have two full-time mechanics. Mm. I can help them. And, and so if they want to come work on their boat on Saturday or Sunday at my shop, they have a key. They, it, it's their place to do. Yeah. I don't lock it up and hide it from anybody. Yeah. You know, we have the number one priority in our company is morale. Yeah. So it polices itself. If somebody's not right, the, the, the people that shop get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like being there and you're happy to be there. So if you go fishing on the weekend and you want to wash your boat at my shop or change the oil, just use my toolbox. It's okay. That's great. Well, oh, that's have, the stuff. I have a mechanic there, right? He was complaining yeah. one time that, that we're, we keep missing the half-inch wrenches. <laughs> just leave them in the boat when they're there on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I said, you don't get mad at them. I go to the yeah. flea market and I buy 45 of them. <laughs> there you go. I'm not going to worry about a half-inch wrench because right. I, the morale of them being able to do things like that and feel like it's their own sure. is what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. It's got to feel like they're home and nobody else is going to treat them like that. Yeah. You get it. You you get it. I mean, the, the value of one person, one, one good person, I mean, think of the headaches that solves by having them stay versus go, you know, it, it's something I think it's taken a hard time in, in our, the contracting industry for people to get. It used to be hit the bricks, you're not happy. I don't make anybody do it. I don't ask them, what'd you do today? You know, I don't treat them yeah. like that. Right, right. You know? That's, yeah, I, I, the people in your office that have been there a long, long time, you get a little turnover here and there, has been pretty, pretty bit, consistently. You know, a little bit. Yeah. But not too. But that still, those are nice perks. It can't be too. Big. Most people been there forever. Yeah. Most yeah. That's fantastic. Well, we're growing, and I'm constantly hiring people, and some of them stay, and some don't. Sure. Sure. I'm getting ready uh, to hire three more girls. Hmm. What now? What roles? Just in answering the phone? I, I, I started my own call center. Oh, really? You know what? You didn't mention that when I called you before that. So what was? Let's. What's the? What's the thought process behind? Just kind of doing your own call. And how is it going to be different than what you're doing now? Well, now we just get inbound calls. Mm-hmm. 
So now we can call back my old customers, offer them extended okay. warranties. Okay. We may so you can start doing outbounding. Maybe cold call. You know, I just have the ability to do it now. I don't know how it's going to work out. Okay. So you would not been outbounding before that? You, okay. Never have. Okay. Well, man, that could, uh, we might talk next year, you'd be 60 million, you know, that's, the, there's a lot right there. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're, uh, man, we, we've been talking 45 minutes. I haven't even asked you about salespeople, which is kind of crazy, but you've, how many, how many, uh, when, uh, what do you call your salespeople? I apologize, but what do you, what do you, prefer to them? the salespeople? Okay. How many do you have on your team? Hey, I, you know, some call them roofing specialists. And I, would say I have somewhere between um, 12 and 15. 12 and 15. It also depends how you count them because some of those supervisors, when it's heavy rain and they, I can't send them out to work anyway, I let yeah. them go. So. Okay. So I can increase my sales staff with those men that have been with me forever. That's great. What's the uh, what's the, the, the training process for, I mean, that's a lot of guys, right? To, to do I use the RSI model. Yeah. All right. And and, and so you just want to. I will. I don't. <laughs> But I go by the way RSI trained us how yeah. to train those people, and it yeah. worked. Yeah. Number one thing is don't hire anybody from the industry, <laughs> which is hard for people to understand. But right. Yeah. yeah. Very hard for them to understand. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it can be done, sure. but typically it doesn't work. Yeah. It can be done, but every now and then you get a good guy. Is it? Are they just riding along with a seasoned? Uh, salesperson or with a sales manager or no spend okay. a couple of days with me learn okay. my story and how i got started and don't really talk about roofing much and a right. few days training on how we do our paperwork and they yeah. ride with the sales guy yeah yep. and then how long does it take you typically a, a good salesperson to hit you know hit the ground running two weeks two weeks wow two maybe three and just a lot of debrief calls to see how he's doing, or you just kind of let him fly? I let him go. Okay, very cool. All right. Now, um, you know, a lot of salespeople, you know, we're RSI, SGI, we're big into training. Uh, we talked about onboarding. What do you, do you guys do a lot of continuous training throughout the, you know, week to week? Or oh, is Jared, it, Jared's making an appointment now to come do some more training with us. Oh, is that right? I just That's got right. off the phone yesterday. So, yeah, we train. Uh, before COVID, we would have a sales meeting every morning, four days a week. Yeah. For about 10 to 20 minutes. Right. Maybe a half hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste their time. Right. But 7.45 every day. Yeah. yeah. There's something about repetition. You know, I, I know people think four days, but tell you what, the impactful 15 minutes, 30 minutes. So that's I great. mean, I don't really try to respect their time. If we can do it in 10 or 15 minutes, we do it. Sure. Sure. Do you, yeah, who, who dictates, I mean, who, who does the training? You said you have Jared, who's now obviously works with us, who's coming in. Uh, do, who does it internally? Do you or does, does Rich? I or who? Do it. Yeah. And obviously my cousin, Steve, who was supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, we just found out his wife had COVID. That's why he's not here. So it, Right. Sure. Uh, anyway, um, I, I, about, I say, Four or five months ago, I hired a sales manager. Oh, okay. And so and he's doing most of it. Sales manager. Yeah. Not just somebody doing the job. It's it's him. Yeah. So that stays a little different than I do, but I let people do their job. Sure. Sure. I don't. I don't you know, I, he's doing a good job. He may not do it exactly the way I do it, or 
and sometimes I raise my eyebrows, but I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I got to let him do his job. Right. I mean, you I get, you get, later, uh, you know, as long as we're not having a problem, we're not having a problem, but, you know. I was going to say, I, that's something I, I think it's remarkable because in this industry, there's so many people that want to keep a firm grip and, and nitpick at what everyone does, right? Oh, you didn't do exactly what I did, but you, you've got a different mindset. I mean, I guess you give people probably goals to hit. Hey, we need to do X amount in revenue or we need your department to do Y, but however you get to it, as long as it's I'll within parameters of set. I'll guide them a little in the beginning, but then I let them do their job. And if they're doing their job, I don't bother them. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I have a guy that sets up all my jobs and I have a guy that, that, that this, uh, he decides what jobs we're doing and I have a guy decide what crews we're putting and they get mm -hmm. together in the morning and they figure out who's doing what I haven't yeah. done any of that in 20 years. <laughs> I don't know who's going to what job tomorrow. Yeah. Because I got the right guy doing it. Sure. And I, I knowing you enough, I, you know your numbers, right? It's it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I trust everyone to do their jobs, but we're making we're losing, uh, you know, our butts. But you guys, you, you, you got you know what exactly what's going on. I think you said you hired a forensic accountant to keep an I eye on the books. But I tell you the way I do it. I don't uh, I care about how much money we're putting in the bank. Yeah. I don't care how much we do. Right. So, I was going to so, say, the bottom line doesn't matter. Top line sounds great, but if the bottom yeah, isn't there, what's Friday, it I don't, I don't do it like I have, the, you know, this dashboard and all that. I, I get from my accountant, I get a sheet every Friday with yeah. a graph of how much money we have in the bank and how much we owe on bills. Yeah. And as long as those two are coming apart, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's great. What's it? What else matters? Yeah. And I can. I can make myself feel good by by looking at all these little things and that that's not me. It might be my son. Sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. And my brother who runs my business with me, he he worries about all that. Right. But I I get to go out on the jobs and be the hero to the customer. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, well, we're we're wrapping up, we're we're closing on an hour, probably over since we first started talking. Really? Just kind of want to wrap up. It's been a lot of fun talking to you two guys, you're great guys. Where do you where do you see Paul Baines roofing in the next five to ten years? Well, you know, are we are we going to merge the two operations at some point, or I'm putting you on the hot spot right here? We're discussing that stuff now because my younger son works at my shop. Okay. Yeah. So he's just now getting to where he's, you know, he's implementing a, a, a job Nimbus right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he's training everybody in the company how to do it and so he's getting his feelers in there and trying to get a little respect from everybody and sure I think he's uh 30 or 31 years old right okay yeah do you, do you have grand schemes like do you want to try and hit 100 million dollars at some point or are you just enjoying growing steadily <laughs> he does yeah <laughs> i don't yeah you you yeah, said that you said a heck I, of a foundation I'm better than i than i ever thought i would right very satisfied with my life. Oh, sure. I was so, going to say, if, if someone told uh, you, 20 year old you that you were going to be running a $30 million business and, and you're doing it by running around and looking at jobs all day, that sounds pretty darn good to I me. I was a helper. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Dave, what do you think of all this? I mean, what your dad's built? I mean, it's, I've been, I've been doing this almost 20 years. I don't know a lot of uh, roofers close to, at all to this size. So, what, what do you think of all this? 
I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, he started from, from nothing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, what can you say? It's the yeah. biggest, I mean, I would, I would say it's the biggest service-based business in my opinion, in entire South Florida. Yeah. I wouldn't say roofing. I don't think there's a bigger service-based business period in South mm -hmm. Florida. And, and to me, it seems like you guys have done it by making sure your price right, providing great value, right? Not being afraid to give money back and treating your people, you know, incredibly, right? Just give, building that culture, right? Like you kind of laid yeah. it out. I love it. You guys, I really enjoy, thank you for the hour of your time. I hope, I hope uh, you didn't mind us too bad and remind me prying at, at, at the business, but this was a lot of fun. So I appreciate yeah. all your time and hope you guys have a, have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. That's Paul Bange of Paul Bange Roofing and his son, David, of David Bange Roofing in South Florida. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting world. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Redesign.co. As an SGI member, you can receive a 100% fully optimized website that's hosted for free. Have a website you like already? Redesign.co can dramatically boost your presence on Google free for 90 days. Redesign.co is also a full-service digital marketing agency that can assist you with all of your online needs, including PPC. Call 208-261-9898 or visit sgileads.com for more information, including to see how you can get a free consultation of your current website. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.